Welcome back to Draft Buzz. I'm back. We're still here. Well, I'm still here. Uh, I hope you tuned in for the live show. We're going to have another one tonight. But, uh, yeah, I know I'm, sh I'm sure plenty of you guys heard my uh, responses and reactions to the, the first round of the NFL Draft. And, oh, my God, it was. It was crazy. It was amazing. It was fun. It was awful for some teams. And boy, oh boy, was it a roller coaster. And it was just one round. We got two more rounds tonight, Friday night. And this is going up today. I'm recording this at 3 a.m. After I took everything down, I went, you know what? Nobody on the podcast, nobody listens is going to know. So I had to go ahead and post this up for you all. So, listen, uh, it was a fun live draft. Yes, it was, a, it was a fun live show. We had a bunch of good, funny, intelligent, uh, well-knowledgeable people on the show. Tune in tonight. We'll, we'll do it all over again. Two rounds, second round, third round, bunch of guys who fell to day two, and we will talk about that in a minute. But first, let's, talk, like, get, let's, get, uh, let's, let's relax. Let's uh, get into the zone, talk about some of the reactions to the day one of the NFL draft. Um, some of the, the picks you're not going to be shocked about, right? The first three, we've been talking about them for months. It was almost like we were, like, totally not expecting the, the first pick to be Joe Burrow, the second pick to be Chase Young, and the third pick to be Jeffrey Akuda. I think out of those three, Akuda maybe had the small chance of not being Akuda's. So it was Jeff, uh, Jeff Akuda at number three. Number four was where we finally got, like, one of the teams that could have deviated from what we were expecting, right? And it happened. They, uh, it was the New York Giants, and they selected Andrew Thomas, right? Everybody wanted to know what tackle they were going to take. They selected Andrew Thomas, tackle uh, Georgia. Uh, dude, I love the, I loved watching his tape. He was one of my top two tackles in the NFL draft. Uh, good pass sets, good run blocker. Uh, I was, I think that was a great move by the Giants. Uh, and again, now they actually have a good tackle. And they have an average tackle in Nate Solder. So Nate Solder's contract's coming up, so maybe they get rid of him next year. Uh, he's got he's got a hefty, hefty cap hit. So like the Andrew Thomas pick, number five was where it was, uh, you know, the, the five and six were where everybody was really wondering where this draft was going to go. I told you before, Miami are the bells of the ball this night. And what did they do? They selected Tua Tagovailoa out of uh, Alabama, right? Uh, I guess the injury didn't scare him away, Miami. This was a good move on your end. I think uh, they did the right thing. They did the smart thing. They picked the good quarterback who I think has a high ceiling and potentially can be the, the leader of that franchise for years to come. We'll get into some of their other picks, uh, but those, that was the good pick of the night. And then we had six. Justin Herbert goes to the Chargers. Uh I, this makes sense. This makes sense for the Chargers on two levels. One, they have very little cap committed to the quarterback position. Tyrod Taylor's on a one-year million-dollar deal, right? Uh, Justin Herbert is going to be on a rookie contract. That means the guys that everybody's talking about potentially leaving next year in free agency, Joey Bosa being on the end of his contract, Melvin Ingram, uh, Keenan Allen, well, this gives them the ability to stay. This gives, that, this gives them the ability to have a little bit of cap relief to sit there and go, you know, we'll pay this guy, we'll pay this guy, we'll pay this guy, because the rookie contract's going to allow us to do this. And again, Tyrod's contract's not expensive either. So actually, I think, it, you know, as, even though I was not a huge fan of Herbert himself, I actually don't think it was that bad of a deal. You, ha you know, when you don't have a quarterback, you need to get a quarterback. The Chargers did not have a quarterback as of this moment. They let Phillip Rivers walk, and now they've got 
the the new Philip Rivers, the Justin Herbert, right? He doesn't have to go far. We were talking about, oh, could he even handle Miami? He's he has never been away from Oregon. Doesn't have to worry about that now. He's moving to LA. Not as bad of a trip, right? That's pretty good. That's like if I moved to Florida, right? My family sh could still get in like a three-hour flight here and get to hear from me, or they could drive a like a half day. So we're good. Next on the pick, right? This is where I think uh, there's really three three different players pegged to the Panthers, right? There was Isaiah Simmons. There was Javon Kinlaw, and there was Derek Brown, right? These are the three biggest rumors, maybe an O-lineman. Guess what? They went Derek Brown, defensive tackle out of Auburn. Uh, listen, I do not hate this pick. I said this when we did the mock draft episode, that uh, when, you, when you were in a rebuild, it's very common to go defensive tackle because those guys usually hit in year two. You're getting them in your system. And you're watching them develop, and as you, and again, it doesn't hurt your rebuild either. If you're really trying to tank for a guy for the following year, this doesn't prevent you from doing that. So I think I dig the move. I like Derek Brown. He wasn't my D tackle one, but I don't hate him either. Uh, you know, again, he's gotten a lot of comps to Sue. I'm gonna say Sue, that guy who was all over the place. He was in Detroit, he was in Miami, then he was uh, in L.A., and then he was down by Tampa. He's in Tampa now. So now we went up to pick eight, right? Isaiah Simmons. You don't need me to relive the whole draft for you. I'm going to try to move through them quickly. Isaiah Simmons to Arizona Cardinals. This is a tricky one. They have Hassan Reddick, another uh, very multifaceted player. Uh, I'm not quite sure they utilized him very well. Different kind of player, though, in Isaiah Simmons. Uh, I, but it d just depends on where you're going to play him. I think he's going to probably end up playing safety. Depends on what they want to do with him. He's a hybrid. He plays both safety and linebacker. He can play free safety, strong safety, weak side linebacker, middle linebacker. Depends on what you want to use him for. I think it was a good pick. It just comes down to the D coordinator and who's utilizing him. Then we get to Jaguars town, right? Everybody was rumoring C.J. Henderson to the Jaguars, and it happened. It happened. Uh, this this was actually, I think, one of the, the least surprising picks of all the rumors. Of all the rumor mills that came out in the last few days, uh, C.J. Henderson was one of the few that actually stuck. It was everybody wants to get up to get C.J. Henderson. Jacksonville's going to take C.J. Henderson. C.J. Henderson stayed as the second corner off the board. Um, good man corner. I guess it's what they're looking to do now. Uh, and don't worry, Jacksonville has another pick in this draft. I actually kind of was a big fan of Jacksonville's draft. Number 10, right? Cleveland Browns, my team, the, the, the home team of, the, of uh, the podcast, the Cleveland Browns, and the Cleveland Browns did not trade down. They stayed at 10. Why? Because there was a blue-chip player there. They selected Jedrick Wills out of Alabama. Man, this guy's got good feet. Man, this guy's good, uh, good at pass blocking. And, man, he's a really good run blocker. Stefanski's going to be proud. Stefanski's going to be happy they selected this guy, top 10. I, I think, and apparently the rumors were they had options to trade down. They are no longer in the market for Trent Williams, everybody. Uh, Sabermetrics will survive in this team, but it does not sound like they are going to. Uh, but when you have a shot at a guy, this is why like they didn't trade down when they had Miles Garrett on the board, right? You still need to take the blue chip guys when you have a shot at the blue chip guys. That's what happened here. Jedrick Wills is a blue chip tackle. Right, and I think he can play left tackle, but I think they're going to see. They have Bill Callahan. What a guy to have to help develop your brand new offensive tackle. Great. They've got Bill Callahan. They've got Jack Conklin. They've got Jedrick Wills. They got Joel Batonio, J.C. Treader. Now I just got to figure out the right guard situation. I love the pick. I love the O line. I love this team. I think I cannot wait to get to watch them again. Hopefully this year, but who knows.
11, Makai Becton into the, the New York Jets. Listen, we had multiple Jets fans on the podcast. Two of them were uh, multiple uh, Jets fans on the live stream. They were not fans. Two, well, two of them weren't fans. The other one was, uh, you know, Kev didn't hate it too much, but our buddy Steve was not a huge fan of Makai Becton. I, I helped ease him off the cliff. I gave him some of the upside about Makai Becton. The guy's, uh, guy's got good bend at the hips. Okay, I think he can easily develop into a good blindside protector. But you just got to hope, right? It's, uh, you just haven't seen him do any real true pass sets. But, man, he's a mauler in the run game. And I think he can develop. I think he's definitely – there is hope. It's not like you drafted, I don't know, Austin Jackson. But we're not there yet. 12, we got Henry Ruggs on the board, right? Henry Ruggs to the Oakland Raiders or Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, if, if you were listening to the live, uh, dra uh, live draft vice cast – uh, by the way, check it out. I think it should be uploaded by this point onto the YouTubes. But check it out. Yeah, I got to see Shane uh, react to this pick negatively. Apparently now he's a Las Vegas Raiders fan because now they have Marcus Mariota. Plus, he's from Las Vegas. So, I listen, I do not hate the pick. A guy like him, I, I like to look at the upside of picks, right, if there is an upside. I think the upside with Henry Ruggs, he is a first-round player. He is an elite receiver. He has speed for days. He is a make or break. He, he is a guy who's going to dictate what the defense is going to give you. They're not going to be able to cheat a certain way because you're going to be worried about his speed. And now, you not only that, but also the Oakland Raiders, the Las Vegas Raiders have Tyrell Williams, another deep threat speed guy, right? You have two of those guys on your offense, right? Derek Carr showed he can throw the deep ball to Tyrell Williams sometimes. He did throw quite a few deep ball touchdowns to Tyrell Williams at the beginning of the year. There was a string of touchdowns week to week by Tyrell Williams until he broke his foot. So now you have two guys like that. That's going to clear out a lot of the what the defense is doing. They can't cheat up to you because you're always going to be risking it, right? Not only that, but if, you don't need him to be the deep guy all the time. You could throw it to him on a slant, and he'll take it to the house. He does have some run-after catchability. I like Ruggs. I, you know... I think it's a it's a make of the top three receivers. It's a pick your poison, pick your, not pick your poison, but pick your flavor of what you really want them to be able to do. And for Oakland, they said we want to be able to stretch the field. We want you, we want to scare the defenses with our speed and go ahead, open the box for uh, Jacobs, clear the field for Waller. I don't hate that idea. Then 13 comes around, right? Do you think San Francisco is going to pick a player? No, they don't. Turns out. They trade one pick back, pull the old uh, John Lynch move of, hey, we're going to tell the team we want to trade one pick back, and uh, and they can go ahead and take this because we got offers on the table, offers on the table to trade back. So what happens? Tampa Bay trades one pick up to the San Francisco 49ers and select with the 13th pick overall, Tristan Wirfs, Iowa offensive tackle. He's going to probably be their right tackle, go along with Donovan Smith. They, I think, now have a pretty good offensive line. I think the reason why Tristan Wurst was the fourth tackle off the board is not everybody believed he was a tackle. I do not agree with that assessment. I think he can be a good tackle, but I understand the assessment. I understand there's a little bit more mechanical mobility to him. Uh, I still like the pick. I still like uh, the, the Buccaneers shoring up Tom Brady's blindside and there was some talk that they would trade up into the top 10 to get one of these guys and they didn't have to and sometimes that's why you just stick with your board and don't trade 
So 14 comes along, right, San Francisco? You've been on the clock forever now, you, you, you big, dumb, big brute. Now you're, 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 you are at 13, you wait all the time on 13, you trade down, you let the Tampa Bay Buccaneers take a pick, then you wait out the whole 10 minutes on your clock, and what happens? They take Javon Kinlaw. Yes, the other defensive tackle who's a first-round pick in this draft, Javon Kinlaw. Man, I really like Javon Kinlaw Athletics, the guy out of South Carolina, uh, was the star of the Senior Bowl. I think he – I'm very happy that he went to a good team. Uh, he's going to be replacing DeForest Buckner. And uh, the San Francisco 49ers go ahead and collect an extra fourth-round pick. doesn't stay with them very long because they do a move at the end of the draft that uh, gives that pick back away, if you will. Then there was a uh, pick 15, right, Denver Broncos. Uh, we have a, you know one of the, the big contributors to the podcast, right, Uh Ricky Sinig, right, is the cousin, my cousin. He He's a big fan of the Denver Broncos. And what do they do? They draft Jerry Judy. I like him, man. Good route runner. He's going to get some good separation. Uh, I like the pick. I like the pick for Denver. They needed another guy to go along with Cortland Sutton. No offense. Clears out the off, uh, clears out the field. You, you know, now you're giving Drew Locke all the weapons in the world. There's no reason why this guy shouldn't succeed if he's a good quarterback. And if he's not, then you'll just stick another guy there next year. You'll find somebody else hanging around that you could stick in at quarterback next year. 16 comes on the board, right? And this is, I, I kind of called this, I didn't call it was Fulton. What I said is I do not think Atlanta was ever going to move up. I think Atlanta, I thought about it last year. Everybody said this about Atlanta last year. Atlanta's going to move up, and they did, but they moved up from the second round to the first round. This year, instead of moving up from anywhere, they just stayed at 16, right? They didn't do anything to the first round at, at the end either. But I kind of figured this is what was going to happen. I thought it would be Fulton. They go for another guy. They go for a corner, uh, the corner out of Clemson, A.J. Terrell. Dude, not for nothing, not a bad corner, right? I don't think he's a top-end corner. I don't think he's like Okuda. He's not going to get you a lot of picks. He's not, But he stays in phase really well. His biggest problem is at the catch point, breaking up the passes. But if you saw, he held up with Jamar Chase really well. So I'm actually kind of a big uh, – I'm not a hater on the A.J. Terrell pick if this is who you felt like you needed to get. Then comes the steal of the draft, right? 17 overall, Dallas Cowboys. And who do they select? CeeDee Lamb out of Oklahoma. Man, that is a that is a dangerous steal. That is a horribly painful steal. Uh, yes, now you have Dallas with uh, Amari Cooper, uh, CeeDee Lamb, and Michael Gallup. That is going to be one elite, painful receiving core to have to go up against. And not only that, they've got a decent O-line. Not elite anymore because they don't have Travis Frederick. Although still really, really good. Um, maybe they'll still replace him somewhere. And then not only that, uh, the only problem is is they don't have their uh, their quarterback under contract. No Dak Prescott. Who's going to throw the ball to uh, all those great receivers? Who knows? But I dig it. Man, Dallas, you might have won the night with that pick because you just got one. It, it seems 17 is that hot spot. Happened a couple years ago with Derwin James. It's just that the guy who's a, a top blue-chip talent falls to 17, and you get to grab him, and it makes your offense so much better. So, 18 comes along. This is where uh, the draft starts getting a little wonky now. A uh, little kooky-wookie. I had mentioned Austin Jackson earlier. Yes, he goes at 18 to the Miami Dolphins. We knew Miami needed a tackle. Um, I did not think they were going to go Austin Jackson. Um, I'm not a fan of Austin Jackson. He was... Not in my top. Uh, I, I I don't think he was in my top ten to be honest. He might have been right at the end. It might have been at ten. He was he was more of a day three, day, like third round grade, maybe 
Uh, yeah, I think I had him more towards the end of the third round because I could see like yeah, you can get him in the you get him in a good system, an NFL system. Maybe he can bulk up. I just did not see it with him. Uh, I'm very shocked. He went in the first round, goes to Miami. Tua needed somebody to protect his blind side. Hopefully they get him, uh, get a, you know, put some junk in his trunk, if you will. But we'll see. Maybe they draft another tackle on day two. Or maybe they, you know, no, they, they didn't draft another thing. Uh, they do draft one more player, though. So they go Austin Jackson, then Las Vegas comes back up on the board, right? They just drafted Henry Ruggs. Now what do they do? they got to fix the back end. They go corner. They go Damon Arnett out of uh, Ohio State, the other Ohio State corner. There always seems to be two of them in every draft. And, uh, listen, not as good as his buddy over at Okuda. So I don't know. I did not think that he was going to go first round. But this is what happens with corners, right? You find a guy you like. He fits your scheme. You think that he's going to be able to adapt well. You kind of like his tape. All right, fine. I just don't think that guy's going to be special in the NFL, but maybe you, you see what happens with uh, what Vegas does. 20 comes to the board, right? Well, we've seen an exodus out of uh, Jacksonville's defense, right? They trade away Calais Campbell. They have Yannick Ngakwe still on the roster. They trade away A.J. Bouye, Jalen Ramsey. They draft a corner. Well, what do they do? They draft another pass rusher, right? They get Caleb on, Chason out of LSU. Probably the second best pass rusher in this class. Uh, I think this is a good move. Uh, you need to build up your defense. It, it, that's a team that either needs to find a quarterback and figure everything out, but also you just trade it away. Half your defense is gone. No Calais Campbell. You got Josh Allen. You got Yannick Ngakwe, who's not showing up and wants to be traded. And now you just got C.J. Uh, Henderson. I think if you're in rebuild mode, this is where a good step forward comes. You have a, a high upside uh, pass rusher that's now going to join your team, help Josh, you know, him and Josh Allen. I think that is a good combination right there. 21. Eagles didn't trade up, everybody. And who do they take? They take Jalen Rager out of TCU, Texas Christian University. I like the pick. Someone else did not care as much for the pick on the live stream. Uh, he, we have our receivers swapped on this uh, as far as who he thought should have been going here. I like Jalen Rager, though. I think he's a run-after-catch guy. He reminds me a lot of Stephon Diggs and Odell Beckham, but, like, the early rendition, right? Like, 1.0 Odell, 1.0 Jalen Rager, right? Good, good at getting vertical, go, good at getting uh, off-target balls, good at getting to the catch point. Uh, yeah, he had drops, but he had drops for a reason. His quarterback couldn't throw for dang nothing. So I actually thought that this was a really good pick. His run after catchability is amazing. They're going to be able to do so many things, and now you you know, you have a, another speed guy to go along with Deshaun Jackson. You don't have to worry about playing him at split end because you have JJR Sega Whiteside. You have uh, uh, Alshon Jeffrey, who you're kind of locked into, unfortunately, although there's been rumors they wanted to get rid of him for a while now. And then now, uh, then another receiver goes back-to-back, -back, right? Minnesota comes up on the board. They take the guy who uh, one of our, our panelists last night thought should have went where the Eagles went. They take Justin Jefferson. Listen, my comp for Justin Jefferson is somewhere on the spectrum of uh, Victor Cruz and Adam Thielen. Very good, sharp route runners. But, you know, route running is not a strict science, right? There is, you know, just because you round out a route, it doesn't mean you didn't sell it. It comes down to a certain. It comes down to the subtleties of the position, right? Uh, so that's something I've had to learn over the years. Is that just because a guy isn't going 
at a not you know going from running uh you know looking like he's running a post and all of a sudden cutting to the outside that it, that that doesn't mean that I, again it, it just comes down to selling it right so you have to be very uh, key in on the subtleties listen both these guys are good at some of the, the the more subtle stuff Justin Jefferson reminds me a lot of Thielen he's good at getting vertical he's got decent hands he uh, it, again he he actually uh, got really good at getting to the catch point. But the, my, my major worry about him is, is I think he's kind of stuck in a uh, – he might be stuck playing in the slot. Uh, he didn't really show well outside as far as an outside receiver. So, But good pick. Uh, not amazing pick, but decent pick. 23. New England trades out of the first round. Who trades back in? The L.A. Chargers. Are they taking a tackle? No. What are they taking? A linebacker. Well, that's interesting. Yes, it is. But you know what? Uh, they might have, I don't know, they drafted a lot of interesting linebacking prospects over the year, Denzel Perryman, um, a couple of other guys like in the third, fourth round last year. So I'm like, I'm not too shocked that they went for linebacker. I was shocked they traded into the first round, traded away their third round pick to get into the first round. So they trade, they no longer have a second round pick. They no longer have a third round pick. Uh, that, those all go to now, uh, I think what Patriots have four third round picks at this point. Now we don't know what's going to happen. We have to wait till day two for the Patriots. And uh, Kenneth Murray goes to the LA Chargers. Good blitzer, good side to sideline speed. I I don't know if I always I agree with trading up and trading all that value two day picks to get up to the to this spot just to get a linebacker. That that's what kind of confuses me. Twenty four, right? New Orleans Saints come up. They draft Caesar Ruiz. Uh, he is a center out of Michigan little shock because they actually already have uh, a center who they drafted last year, Eric Woods, who played really well. So you have Woods. Uh, uh, now uh, you have uh, Cesar Ruiz. I guess one of them is going to switch to guard. It, I think that Cesar Ruiz is very malleable as to what kind of scheme he could fit in. I think that it would be uh, – I, I think this is an interesting pick. It, it builds out more depth on the offensive line. This team is very much built through the offensive line. It's again, they have really good tackles, and I guess they keep on adding to the offensive line. Still, uh, I don't hate the pick. I just felt like they could have went a couple different ways here that they didn't do. Uh, Twenty-five. San Francisco trades up. This is what I was talking about before. They traded from. Uh, they traded back to get one pick. Well, now they traded that pick and another pick to go from thirty-one to twenty-five to get Brandon Ayuk. Uh, they traded this to Minnesota. Uh, and they receiver out of uh, Arizona State University. Uh, I was not uh, I, I I was not as huge of a fan of his as far as I did not think he was a first round prospect. This is the second Arizona State uh, receiver that's come in the first round. It's not a horrible uh, move, I guess. It's not a great move. I uh, but Shanahan sees something in him. He likes the run after catch ability. I get him into space. Listen, if you think he can become something useful to you, listen, all power to you, Kyle Shanahan. Then 26 comes along, right? And there's a trade, another trade. Yes, a trade. Miami's not going to pick. No, now it's the Green Bay Packers, if you will. And guess what? The Green Bay Packers select quarterback Jordan Love out of Utah State. This is interesting, right? Um, wow, the Packers have Aaron Rodgers. He's 36 years old. He's getting a little bit up there. This is about the time they replaced Brett Favre. Uh, started pulling. This is when they drafted. Kind of the same age where they drafted Rodgers when they had Brett Favre. But 
you know, I, I'm not really a – I don't hate the fact that they drafted a quarterback, but I think then you better spend the rest of your picks trying to build up around Aaron Rodgers, right? I'm just not a huge fan of Jordan Love, and I don't see the upside being there. Now, listen, this is how they've had good stability at the quarterback position. They've drafted these quarterbacks, and they developed them, and they probably see something in Jordan Love that I – personally cannot see i don't have the ability to check them out i don't have the ability to test them do anything with them so apparently they they out of their interviews and their time with him they said they saw something that thinks that he could be the heir apparent apparently to aaron Rodgers. now listen i again you would think they would be in win now mode right they went 13 and 3 last year they got beat in the playoffs there's no defensive tackles to take here there was patrick queen so if you needed a linebacker that would have probably been a good pick to pick here uh, he goes a couple of, he goes a few picks later. That's why that's why I thought they were trading up to get. I thought they were tra trading up to get Patrick Queen, help with uh, stopping the run, um, and also playing against the pass. He has good instincts, but uh, nope, that's not what happened. Uh, there was no defensive tackles for them to take. I thought maybe they go receiver here. They didn't do that either. So I don't know. I I hope they go hard at uh, you know a fixing the the issues against the run. And also getting Aaron Rodgers a couple of playmakers. He literally only has Devontae Adams and uh, Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams. Like, you can't have two running backs and receiver to be your only good players. 27. Seattle Seahawks take Jordan Brooks, linebacker out of Texas Tech. Kind of a weird maneuver to go with him. Weak side linebacker, but I don't think anybody saw him going this high. Not really a special level of linebacker either. Uh, this was kind of a weird choice. It's kind of a weird choice. Um, but this is what Seattle does, right? They'll take a running back in the first round. They'll take a linebacker. They just make it all work. They have Russell Wilson. They don't have to really worry. They, they just find a way to make it all work, even though it really shouldn't. It doesn't make any sense. But they, I, they do believe in building through their defense, right? They're like la athletic linebackers. They, uh, they build up through the line, the linebackers, and the safeties, and they don't spend at corner. They just pick random-ass guys in the fifth round who have long arms and are tall, and they stick them at corner, and they play cover three. This is what they do. So Jordan Brooks, who gets taken before the other linebacker who goes on the board next, Patrick Queen, who goes to the Baltimore Ravens. This guy is a good linebacker. He kind of came on the scene late at the end of the year uh, as a junior I don't think everybody was paying attention to him because nobody thought of him as a, as a true draft prospect this year. But, and he didn't really make a lot of highlight plays. But, you know, when when it's not drawn to your eye, when you know this guy was going to come out, you probably weren't paying attention to him. Now all of a sudden you're going like – then he makes a bunch of uh, a bunch of big plays in the college football playoffs, and everybody goes, oh, who the fuck is that guy? And then he declares to the draft, and everybody gets to look at his tape, and they go, wow, he's actually pretty good. We should probably draft that guy. And that's what happens. The Baltimore Ravens draft Patrick Queen. We only got four more picks to go. I'm just going to give you a quick uh, go over. Uh, 29, Isaiah Wilson gets drafted by the Tennessee Titans. Isaiah Wilson, I'm relatively a fan, but I kind of felt like he was more of a day two guy. Listen, uh, they needed a replacement for Conklin. They liked Dennis Kelly, but I, I think they felt like, you know what? We get Isaiah Wilson, we get Dennis Kelly, we could see what we have here in this uh, this tackle room and see if maybe we can find a replacement for Jack Conklin somewhere on our roster. I don't hate the idea. I felt like there was other things they could have done to make their team better. Again, maybe draft a corner to help replace the the loss of Logan Ryan because uh, 
Malcolm Butler's getting older. You know, they do have a Dory Jackson who's going to be getting his fifth-year option activated, I hope. He's good. He's played really well. Uh, but, again, like, they need other pieces to, to the, 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 the back end. We're down to the last three picks, right? Miami, you know, two of these picks are trade downs, right? One is Miami. They take Noah Igbahogany, who's a corner out of Auburn. They are just building up on the back end, right? They got Xavier, Xavier Howard, and then they also got Byron Jones, and now they have Noah Igbahogany. They want to make sure that they can shut down your pass game, right? This is the 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 benefit of the pa uh, the pass defense versus the. Uh, versus pass rush, right? So now they got all these good pass uh, uh, pass defenders uh, on the back end. Well, they still also have two second-round picks, so they could still potentially take more guys, whether it's a, a safety, as everybody was saying on the, uh, on the draft show, or whatever else they want to go for in this draft. They have three-day three picks, uh, three-day two picks left, so, and then let's not even think that they can maybe trade up from the fourth round, so... No egg mahogany goes to, to Miami just to fill out their cornerback core and help build up this defense. 31, Jeff Gladney goes to Minnesota. This kind of makes sense. This kind of fits. They got Mike Hughes. They got Holton Hill. They lost three corners, three starting members of their back end. Uh, they released uh, Xavier Rhodes. They lost... Uh, uh, Alexander Madison to free agency as well as Trey Waynes. They needed to rebuild their, their back end. They do so in drafting Jeff Gladney. And finally, the last pick of the NFL draft is one of my favorite players, Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not a big fan of drafting uh, running backs in the first round. But when they affect the pass game the way he does, right? If you knew you were getting Christian McCaffrey at 32, now he's not Christian McCaffrey, but he's not far off. He's The difference between him and Christian McCaffrey is probably not that extent. So if you know you're getting a guy who can run option routes out of the backfield, who just totally changes your offense, I don't think it's a horrible pick. I think I to play the devil's advocate, you have a really bad back end on your defense. So was a running back who catches passes really well and runs option routes out of the backfield what you desired, and is it just we're just going to beat them on offense any which way we can. We're going to make it so we're building on strength, and I think that's what this was. Kansas City, they were building with strength on strength on strength. I don't hate the idea, but sometimes you got to cover up some of the weaknesses. Maybe that's what they spend day two on. So that was the first 32 picks in the NFL draft. Please tune in tonight. We are going to go live. Gonna, uh, I might start at 6.30, do a little bit of a pre-show, get to, to 7 o'clock and let it roll with everybody who wants to pop back on. It's going to be a little bit more relaxed this time around. And, uh, yeah, thanks for uh, tuning in. Thanks for listening. I'm happy it's here. And uh, next week we'll start going into the divisions and how all this kind of affects everything else. I'll, I'm going to record probably a reaction to all the rest of these picks eventually too. But also tune into the live show. It will be a second live show. Don't worry about that. And uh, if you want, follow the podcast at DraftVice on Twitter, at DraftVice underscore football on Instagram. You can follow me at B-R-O-J-O, Death is in the Underlife. Punch. Yeah. We're on the when I woke up this morning, I was feeling pretty dangerous. I'm about to pass. I'm about to pee.